Cause <laughs> you're listening to the breakfast show with Blake and Y'all Lawson. Cause all. Uh, I'm. I know bienvenidos means welcome. What What's the other word you just said? Welcome in Korean, Japanese. Japanese. Oh wow. Korean. I don't know Korean, but I mean, you could say like, like, manasobangapsumida, which means like, nice what? to meet you. What up? Well, yeah, yeah. What's What's your deal, bro? Yep. That's basically Anyong. Anyong means everything in Korean. Anyong. It's like it's like hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm bad. You're listening to Faith FM uh, language lessons with yep. Lawson Walters. Correct. Correct. We are learning Japanese and Korean. Let's let's just speak languages in a really like actually probably the most cringe thing ever is like to speak a language with a really really American or Australian Bogan accent. Like we sit here and be like, wait, hold, hold on. Like, yep. Ho- I, Homo estas, Blake. Like, how are you doing? Yeah. How are you doing? No, but like, just just say it like. Como estas? Como estas? Como se va? Gemma Pell Lawson. Yeah, okay. I think our listeners are... Yeah. Well, uh, sorry for offending everyone out there who speaks mm-hmm. Spanish and French mm-hmm. and Korean and Japanese. Uh-huh. So, but welcome to Faith of Fame, uh-huh. uh Cringe Language Lessons uh-huh. with Lawson. Uh-huh. <laughs> do we have text messages? We do have some text messages. And it just reminds me uh, so often uh, of cringe language lessons with uh, Lawson when we go to care group on Friday nights, actually, because mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens every single time I show up and you're like, hey, let me teach you how to speak Japanese. <laughs> but before we get into any of that, <laughs> I know. we need to do another question for the quiz. Before the text messages. That's right. I know. What piece of clothing did the soldiers put on Jesus? Mm. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win Advent for Kids and Advent, Hearing the Good News of the Story of Jesus' Birth. These are daily devotional books that you can read throughout December and just have an amazing time reflecting on the life of Jesus during the period in which we celebrate his birth. But again, that question was, what piece of clothing did the soldiers put on Jesus? 0491-064-669. Quick hint about the color. It's not my favorite color. You're welcome. Okay, um, text messages, Blake. What what have we got going on? I'm just excited if people get the answer to that question because of that clue, Uh they really know you well. They really know me well. That's that's the test. Do you really know Lawson? Uh Yeah, we'll find out. We'll Mm -hmm. find out if you can answer that question. Braden texts an emoji text only. Okay, so it's like content. Happy face, you know, with eyes closed, eyebrows up, smile like that. Yeah. Then the next, it's looks like the elevator one. It's like moving up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a house, and then it says arrow soon. Okay, so he's excited to go to heaven soon. Absolutely. Amen. Brayden also says, I also agree with the idea of Thanksgiving. Thank you. We live in such a beautiful country. Why wouldn't you want to celebrate it? Mm. I guess we have Australia Day, but I'm all for more holidays. Absolutely. Let's bring yep. Thanksgiving Australia. And let's and let's put it like in the same week as Anzac Day and Easter so that we can just have like two and a half weeks straight of public holidays or something. I love it. Right? I'm ready to go. Because cause right An- now. Anzac Day is the same every year, but Easter moves around. Mm-hmm. 
And so if we just chuck just more holidays in, let's move Thanksgiving back earlier in the year. And we can just we can just have a. I'm totally cool with an Australian separate day to American Thanksgiving, but we have to celebrate both either. It should definitely be the eighth of May. Ooh, how come? Mate, 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 <laughs> mate. There, there you go. Mate Perfect. Mate. Tell us that, yeah, you'd be celebrating. Uh, I'm thankful for my mates. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That was a good one, Shell. Shell's got the ideas, man. Absolutely. Karen has an idea as well, too. She uh-huh. texts in, so super happy face emoji for this. I'm trying to figure this one out. For this, it's a calendar and then a gift. Christmas. Oh, Or Thanksgiving. Yes. But, but also, probably Christmas because it's a present and a calendar. But it could be the gift of today because every day is a gift. Amen. On Faith FM. Amen. <laughs> and then we have Raphael texting in, Christianity didn't start in the West. It actually came from the Middle East. Absolutely, yeah. It was, the ex- it was then exported to the West. Unfortunately, the West, in the name of Christ, the West has not acted very Christian. Pre-hands. Amen. Very true, true Christianity only sent evangelists, not bombs. Whoa. Incredibly true. Incredibly true, Raphael. Yeah. True, very true stuff. Yeah. I, I was thinking that too when you were saying that before, that, the West was, or that Christianity is kind of viewed as the West. It wasn't always. Originally, it was from it, the East. Definitely you know. a Middle Eastern religion, yeah. But then, you know, through time, it has been anglicized. It has been, yeah, that's right. you know, Europeanized. And, and, that, and goes, changed. that goes all the way back to when we consider, okay, people, like powers representing Christianity, persecuting, like, and and moving and shaking, you know. There's probably some examples before this, but the big example that we see is the invasion of Italy from the the Byzantines or like the Eastern Roman Empire. You've got uh, Justinian who sends Belisarius out to invade to to reestablish Christendom in the West of the empire. But then throughout the Middle Ages, you had the Crusades, the Inquisitions, all those terrible things. And then finally, um, like if you look today, the point I was trying to make is as America puts pressure on China, which you could say is justified, like, for example, in the areas of uh, Hong Kong and Taiwan, like China wants those pieces of land. America's like, we will fight you if you try to take them. And now, as, as all as good Americans do, that's right. It's like we, you know, we will fight you. And then, as a result, it's like, well, what's American in our country that we can put pressure on uh, to, you know, quell any dissent? Basically, it's like you know, we, we want to stamp out our American influence because our American influence is is pushing people to want liberties for Taiwan or Hong Kong. And it's like, oh well, Christianity, religion. Right. Mm. It's so crazy how that is all interconnected, you know. And what I find interesting, you know, if we get into Bible prophecy and we Mm. really kind of look at who will be foremost in bringing about persecution from Christianity, it will be kind of the apostate Christian religion from America, Mm. right? So this false, the Bible actually talks about this, it's essentially a false version of christianity mm. enforcing its laws yeah. and rules upon believers absolutely the biggest enemy to christ throughout the entirety of christian history is false christianity 
Yeah, it's way worse than infidelity or the Islamic religion or Buddhism. Like, it's actually false Christianity. Or secularism yeah. or any of it. Yeah. Or atheism. By, <laughs> by far. the Yeah. Let me say that again. The biggest enemy to the Christian religion throughout the entirety of history and into the future is false Christianity. For sure. And, we, and, it, and, and we're not the only ones who have that opinion. Yeah. Look at Martin Luther. <laughs> you know, look at yes. Zwingli. Look at John Knox. Look at John Wesley. You know, like all these guys who, have, who came to the conclusion that, wait a second, this unscriptural spirituality mm. leads to spiritual decay mm. and destruction. Mm. And we, we need to, we, and, and eventually persecution and mm. death, really, mm. at the end of it all. So don't misunderstand. Not, I guess, how do you say that? Not everyone who says they're Christian is Christian. And mm. we see that example with the CCP in China right now. Yeah. Like, this is our Christian version, and they're changing the Bible to say Jesus kills dissenters. Mm. Like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not true. Like, mm. oh, you disagree? Well, we're going to kill you. Yeah. So... Yeah, heavy. Uh, you know, that that's a perfect example. Like that is this false religion creating persecution. A mm. false not even religion, a false Christianity, a false version of Christ's religion mm. doing that. Mm. I I want to know what you think about this whole idea of false Christianity in our society as well too. Texas at 0491-064-669. It is a it's a hot topic because mm. Just because someone says that they are something doesn't mean that they are. Perfect example. We're talking about Christmas. Just because some fat guy with a white beard says he's Santa at the mall doesn't mean that he is. Yeah. You will <laughs> you'll eventually become disappointed. Absolutely. And yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. Yeah, and in regards to disappointment about, you know, fat white guys with beards at the mall who aren't actually Santa, you can ask producer Shell all about it. She she will she will tell you her run-ins with with Santa. <laughs> Before we even get there, the moment you started saying that, you're like talking about disappointment with fat white guys with beards. I was like, okay, Lawson, now hold on, <laughs> hold on here. What are we go? Where are we going with this? Okay, I'm not talking about I'm going you, to the gym. We're working out. <laughs> I'm trying to make. I'm just trying to be a white guy with the beard, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Not the fat white guy. Okay, just calm <laughs> down here. All right, I look like a young version of Santa. Um, <laughs> Santa before he grayed out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. before before the snow hit the beard. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, don't believe in Santa. I just want to say. I, I just said that out loud. I just want to be be yeah. clear. Uh, actually, though, the story of Santa Claus is pretty interesting. Like the actual dude from Finland. Mm-hmm. That's a cool story. He was actually a cool cat. But not the crazy guy who sneaks into your house and steals your food. I'm not cool with that guy. Mm. Different kind of different kind of guy. Not not one, that one's not real. But the real one, back in Finland, he is real. Wait, so well, he was. So he so, gone. So this is my my question. Yeah. If Santa was a real person, yep, who lived and died, and now I, I believe he was, and now we say that he sneaks into people's homes and eats their food and gives them presents, <laughs> is 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 Santa? Is that just spiritualism? Oh, fully, one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. the ghost of Christmas. Mm. So, or 
past and present and future. That's like Ebenezer Scrooge stuff. It's yeah. it's pretty crazy. But we it's only November. We're disrespecting Thanksgiving, already jumping into these stories <laughs> about Santa. So we're out of here. I don't uh-huh. want to talk about that anymore. But uh-huh. what I want to do talk about is Christ's victory over death. Amen. We're going to get into our... That's such a... Isn't that a better topic? Like, we just yep. transitioned from not real fat white guy with a beard who sneaks into your house, steals your cookies, drinks your milk, probably all sorts of diseases are spreading around with that as well, yeah. too. Like, totally unsanitary. You talk about being safe. <laughs> He's not COVID safe. Uh <laughs> Then we talked about something that's way worth talking about, because that's not worth talking about. Mm. It's Christ's victory over death. Last week, we really were focused on the crucifixion. We talked about the death that Christ experienced on the cross. And now we have this opportunity to hear about the beautiful victory over death that Christ not only experiences himself, but he gives to us because he loves us as well, mm. too. So I'm kind of thinking, what if we start in 1 Corinthians 15? So good. Verse 16. So, yeah. so Is that amazing. a good idea? Yeah. Ab- while while you turn good. there as well, too, I'm going to read from Revelation chapter 1, but I want you to read from 1 Corinthians. So this is Revelation 1, 17 to 18. The Bible says, and actually, I just want to pray real quick. I love praying before we read the word. Father in heaven, please give us wisdom and insight as we study your scriptures. Amen. Amen. When I saw him, I fell down at his feet like a dead man. He put his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the one who lives. I was dead, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and to the place of the dead. Mm. This is from Revelation 1. And this is Jesus who is speaking, which is absolutely uh, beautiful because he is the one who lives, even though he was dead. He is the one who has the, the keys to death and the place of the dead. Before you read First Corinthians as well, too, I want to say this. When I spent some time in the Vatican, uh, we went on a Bible Lands tour a few years ago, uh, pre-COVID, back mm. when you could still travel. And they have, everywhere around Rome and everywhere around the Vatican, they have the symbol of the keys. Mm. Because the, the Vatican believes that it is Peter who has the keys to life and death, and that Peter, they claim, is the first pope, and that through Peter, they then have the power over death Mm. and the keys to the place where the dead are and the keys to heaven as well. Mm. So that that, this is their claim to fame, I, I guess you could say. The Vatican's claim to fame is we have the keys to death and to life. But Jesus himself says, no, you don't. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 to 18, it says, do not, be, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who lives and was dead. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death and to the place of the dead. Or I, I love how it says in like the New King James or the King James, like death and Hades. Or like yes, death, exactly. death and, and it, it doesn't, you know, when we use the language place of the dead, you know, some confusion can come in, but it's absolutely saying death and grave. Yeah, well, the place of the dead for me is the graves. The graves. the cemetery. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or And the sea, too. Mm-hmm. The, you know, there's a lot of people who have lost their lives out, to, out at sea. That's right. And so I'm looking forward to the day when Christ returns and the ocean will give up the dead and a mm. lot of people will rise from the That's ocean so as sick. the graves. You know, we always think about graves, but I bet you there's even more in the ocean. Mm. You know, it's pretty crazy out there. Yeah, there's a there's a whole Egyptian legion down there, and 
Ooh, yeah, you're talking about the Red Sea boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that's true. They're not going to. They're not going to come, come back. Come back. Yeah. They're not going to come back until a little bit later. I don't want to judge. Yeah, but the evidence would suggest not a lot of them would be in that first resurrection and going going to heaven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's read for first. Sorry, Egyptian uh, crew from Pharaoh's time. Yeah, don't cancel us. It's, <laughs> it's our opinion. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's read this verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 16. The Bible says, And if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless, and you are all still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Explain that to me, Lawson. Well, it's simply this, right? Uh, when it comes to the Christian life, right? I want to ask you a question, Blake. Okay. Do you think living the Christian life and following the principles of God are beneficial? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Really? Yeah. Is that I, what you think? 100%. In fact, I have family and friends who I tell, and I want to be clear. I want to preface this. I believe that God is real. Yeah, But even if he is not, and I want to be clear, I do believe he's very real, but I tell my friends and family, even if he is not, following the Christian lifestyle is better for you. Yeah, I, I, I agree. In, yeah, absolutely. And then there have been aspects of the Christian lifestyle that have absolutely blessed my life. Mm, uh, and following Jesus in those ways have blessed my life. But we would go on to read in the next letter that's written to the Corinthians, Paul, as he establishes himself as a disciple, he says... Uh, you know, there are people who are saying, oh, he's not really a disciple. And then what Paul does to prove his discipleship, the thing that he uses to prove it is, uh, well, actually, I'm, 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 I am a true disciple because I've suffered the most for Christ. Hmm. I have been beaten up by my countrymen. I've been lost at sea. I've been, and he makes his way through. He's like, perils in waters, perils in land, perils in the country, perils in the wilderness, perils in the city, perils to robbers, perils to Jews. Per- like, he's just, he's like, I, and, and you read Paul's story of, he walks, in, Paul. he, he walks into a town and he preaches and they're like, well, we don't like you, so we're going to stone you to death. And then they stone him to death. And then he's like, not dead <laughs> and walks back into the town. Then he does a burpee, pops up. Yeah, it walks right he just back walks back in, or where he goes to Philippi and gets like whipped almost to death, and you know all these different stories of cool of Paul just absolutely suffering for God's sake, and it's like, well, again, it's like if the Christian principles of the Bible are meant to lead us to have a better life, then why is he suffering so much? And it's like that's the very point. Following God's way leads to a better life, one that can sustain absolute suffering the suffering that paul went through as a as a bible preacher and we've been talking about china and how the gospel has been growing under persecution and that's because those people despite their suffering despite their persecution because of what they believe they they have this hope that despite what they go through in this life there is a life to come mm. in which there will not not be death or grave or pain or sickness or suffering and so they believe oh any suffering that i go through now is absolutely 
worth it. Worth it. And we read a verse like this, and it's like, this is the point, guys, particularly living in either Corinth, the Greek city, or, you know, the region of Galatia. You can work through any one of Paul's letters, or even in Rome. It's like, you are going to be persecuted for what you believe. Absolutely. And if it's only for the sake of a good life today, or even in the next 10 years, the next 15, even for the next 80 years, if you believe that your persecution for Christ is just worth 80 years, your faith means nothing. Mm. It's futile. We believe in a heaven to come. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. We're going to continue our Bible study here we got people coming to the office. Good morning, Kate. Yes. Uh, it's it's live. It's wild. It's Faith FM this morning here, the breakfast show with Blake and Lawson. We got a quiz. Yeah, our final quiz question. But before I ask that question, I want to ask, does anyone want to do a triathlon with me? Today's, <laughs> today's the last day of registration for the Spark Helmore Triathlon in Newcastle. There's the enticer length, which is very short, like 350 swim, 10K ride, 2.5K run. <laughs> Very, very short. You could walk that and finish in an hour. Um, if anyone wants to do it with me, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Just, just let us know. I'll send you information. Wow. Come to a triathlon, or come support me. Come, yep. come hold up signs and say Faith FM, go Lawson. I don't know, something like that. I might do that. That would be cool. I might do that. What come, day is it? It's on a Sunday. It's on Sunday the twentieth. Okay, maybe I will do that, actually. Get, get out. Get all out. Right, Anyways, go. all right. Uh, question for the quiz. About how many months older is John the Baptist than his cousin Jesus? Ooh. 0491 which is such an appropriate question because, again, our prize for this week, which you guys have been snapping. Like, dude, there have been so many people entries. just entering, entering, entering. Fantastic. Um, Advent. Advent and Advent for Kids, both of these book amazing Advent books, devotionals that you can work your way through in December, reflecting on Jesus and his birth. Uh, but again, that number was 0491064669, and that question was about how many months older is John the Baptist than his cousin Jesus? I, I'm wow. so, I, I know that one, and I'm just like, I want to say it, but I'm not going to. You can't. Sorry. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm good. But what I do want to say, I have some text messages, mm. and I want to read them. Mm. Okay, first one here. Uh, ooh, actually, this one's awesome. Uh, Sky texts in. Uh-huh. You ready for this? Uh-huh. She's like, boys. That's what she <laughs> says first. Some of us only got up half an hour ago, and we're still struggling with English. Lawson. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Sky. Totally agree. Thank you. Cringe language lessons with Lawson Walters. Yep. Come get him. (laughs) Come get him. Karen texts and she says, little explanation on the emoji message that she sent. She was so excited for this week's prize. Mm. I love that. Okay. So I got that totally wrong. I thought she was excited. For something else, but for, now for Christmas, that makes, yeah, that's what you were saying for Christmas. But no, she's this week's prize. I love that. Braden texts in. He says, "Santa, he sees you when you're good. He sees you when you're naughty. So you better watch out." That character sounds familiar. Is it a coincidence that Santa only needs two letters swapped to be <laughs> Satan? Interesting thoughts, Braden. Uh, Raphael says. 
the last days will be a battle between false Christianity versus true Christianity, mm. not any other faiths. The whole world will worship the beast. Mm. Very interesting, and, and a very good point, too. There is a time coming where the whole world will follow after the beast or yeah. the, the, the false uh, religion of Christianity. And it's it's crazy to think that like that people would be like oh that could never happen you know like but there will be a conformity that will come at a time where you are either you fall in line and you do what you're told or you will face persecution. So Raphael, thanks for sharing that with us. It is a very true statement, and we we see that more and more this conformity happening all around the world. That's right. It's all coming together. It is. Mm. Just like our Bible study mm. this week. And we are going to move on a little bit uh, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2. Do you think you can read that for us? 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 2. The Bible says, For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I really love this because it's, it's basically Paul writing to the Corinthians and he is saying, Hey, the only thing worth talking about, the only thing worth knowing, the only thing that I want to speak to you about is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, you have to understand, too, Corinth is a crazy city. Like, it's mm-hmm. a just absolutely crazy city. Uh, they had this, I don't even know how to explain it, really. It was like a conveyor belt of giant logs, right? Mm-hmm. And the ships would come. It was kind of on a huge peninsula. Mm-hmm. And if you sailed around, it'd be like a couple months sail. But if you go across this short little section, it'd only take a week to mm. transport your boat on dry ground mm. over to the other side. Mm-hmm. So what would happen, these boys were all cashed up. They'd come to the port city of Corinth. But then up on the top of the hill, things got a little bit wild where there was a thousand temple prostitutes mm. who shaved their heads and they lived up and the temple, and then all these sailors who had all the money from all the, you know, travels and merchandise that they had sold. What else were gonna, were they going to do with that money? They would go and they would use that money uh, to quote unquote worship the gods, yeah. uh, which was basically just, you know, debauchery. Yeah. And so Corinth is one of the most uh, sexually inappropriate cities that we have in that time also like it was a really important city previous to this it was occupied well during the during the area of like like peloponnesian war like it, it, as greece was ruling it was occupied by the spartans which very much you know were the instigators of that kind of debaucherous culture as, for sure as spartans were and and so yeah it's like okay this city is like gross and lame why would anyone want to go there and it's because it's very important geographically to to the what yeah exactly as you said like it, it was incredibly important geographically to the trade essentially of that area of Greece and so therefore you've got tons of people rolling you in. got money and you got debauchery you got people and it all created this cesspool mm-hmm. of a society really mm-hmm. in reality it was like a huge trading port and this is what Paul is dealing with. And what he says to these people, he said, I don't want to talk about any of that. Just Jesus Christ and him crucified. Wow. It kind of gives us an insight into the clarity of purpose that Paul had. Yeah. When you come to a place in your life and you are so focused 
on what it is that you need to accomplish that you're not distracted by mm. the debauchery and the cesspool of society and the conspiracy theories that are out there, but you're just saying, hey, mm. come what may, no matter what happens, persecution or not, all I want to talk about is Jesus Christ and him crucified. This mm. is a, a singular purpose. It's a tunnel vision mm. in the right way mm. to keep you focused on what you need to do to build the kingdom, or what you need to do to accomplish your purpose in life. And when we have that same kind of character, you know, you look at Paul's life, he planted churches all around the world. Mm. This guy, he was an apostle. And he was an apostle because he would go into new places and start new churches in the name of Jesus. And he was able to do that, not because he was super strong or rich Mm. or wealthy or had ninja skills, but because he had a singular vision of Mm. Jesus Christ. His focus was just Jesus all the time. And the more we can be like that, I believe the more that we can accomplish mm. for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, absolutely. It kind of reminds me of like, I've watched plenty of like sports documentaries and I've been in the position to be an athlete myself. And they talk about like the champion mindset, the idea that basically like champions of various sports just somehow have this ability to be very present in what they're doing and to just be thinking about that task. And that's why they're the best. Often, like, as people, like, we can be, yeah, playing a sport and be subconscious at the same time or whatever it may be, whereas the champions, the the people who really succeed and achieve, it's those people who have the ability to put everything else out and to just put their task at hand first. And it's like, man, if we can really put Jesus first in our mind, in our hearts, in what we're trying to, you know, achieve and, and follow in following him... Uh, if we put Jesus first, yeah, we will be, we will achieve. We will simply achieve. There's no other option. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here with Blake and Lawson, the Breakfast Show, we're coming to the end of the show, which is very sad, but I am excited because. We're going to get the answers to the quiz. Okay, answers to the quiz. In Psalm 23, the Lord prepared a table in the presence of his enemies. Knew it! Yes! (laughs) The place where Moses and Elijah appeared to Jesus was the Mount of Transfiguration. Mm -hmm. It was Matthew and John. They were the two disciples, the two, the the twelve, the two that were a part of the twelve who wrote the Gospels. Mark and Luke went on. Uh, What piece of clothing did the soldiers put on Jesus? A purple robe, which Ah. isn't purple. It's not my favorite color. And finally, it was six months between John the Baptist and Jesus' birth. About six months. Okay. Six months. Yeah. Okay. I got that one too in my head. I was like, oh, was it six months? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking half a year, but either mm. way. Um. <laughs> okay. 0491 is the number to call or text to gloat about all your correct answers or to send in questions of the day. Because right now it is time for... Question of the day. Yeah, I have secondhand embarrassment watching you, watching you dance to my the cra- question of the day. Question so. of the day dance. That That's I do right. Every day. Okay. Can't stop me. Question comes from Freco this morning. He asked in Revelation, John describes Satan as a dragon. Is there such an animal that was around in John's time since you know he wrote the words of Jesus of inspiration, but with his own understanding? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm going to back it up with some thoughts here. Mm-hmm. But is there another part of that question as well, uh, too? And do angels have wings? Aha. Okay, cool. Uh, 
The second part, uh, yes, uh, I will address that later. But first, when it, comes, when it comes to dragons, I believe the word is used 21 different times in the Bible. Okay, I want to, I want to use a few references here. Uh, we're looking at Job 7.12. Am I the sea or the monster of the deep that you put me under guard? This one's very interesting, 41.21, talking about that, Job 41.21. It's breath sets coals ablaze and flames dart from its mouth, talking about dragons. Smoke, this is Psalm 18, verse 8. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. Uh, there are multiple references to this. There's a this scary one in the ocean here in Psalm 74, verse 13. It was you who split open the sea by your power. You broke the heads of the monster in the waters, right? And then all through Revelation as well, too, there are references to that. There's also a reference uh, to Leviathan. I'm going to look for that one as well, too, here uh, in Isaiah chapter 27, verse 1. In that day, the Lord will punish with his sword his fierce, great, and powerful sword, Leviathan, the gliding serpent, Leviathan, the coiling serpent. He will slay the monster of the sea. I don't know if you've heard about this, but I've heard people say that the Leviathan is a hippopotamus, and I just totally disagree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like that because that's a reference to Job. But clearly, he's a gliding serpent here in Isaiah 27, verse 1. So, yeah, for his question, I mean, I do believe that there were dragons. Are they the dragons that we see in the movies? Are they the dragons that we see in Shrek? Are they the dragons that we see, like, in cartoons for kids? No, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, Mm -hmm. right? But what I do know is there are references to fiery, breathing Mm -hmm. animals that are referred to as Leviathan here. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to recognize that, like, especially when... John is seeing uh, this vision of the serpent of old, the dragon of old, because that's the reference I believe that he's talking about in Revelation 13. It seems to me that it's very plausible and very likely, yes, that dragons are a real thing. And they're very kind of scary for me. I don't know. I don't know if they're scary for you. Probably not for you, Lawson. You seem like a, a courageous young man. So mm-hmm. you're just like, nope, not scared at all. But uh, the in terms of wings... Uh, of angels as well too uh i believe that there are references to angels having wings as well too but also the weird thing is in ezekiel it talks about eyeballs on the wings or eyes on the angels like covered in eyes as well too Mm. so i'm not sure how that all works and i'm looking forward to seeing that in heaven uh to have a little bit of a deeper understanding of what angels actually look like when we get to go spend time in heaven with the lord Fantastic stuff. As you go through this day, don't forget to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.